Hello, I'm Eric Nance, and you are listening to episode 13 of the Our Weekly Highlights podcast for issue 2020-45, released on November 9th, 2020. I realize that this is coming out a day later than usual. My apologies for that. Sometimes issues in the family get in the way, but here we are. This week's issue was curated by Robert Hickman with help from the R Weekly team members and contributors. The R Markdown Package has been a driving force of many new methods of authoring and delivering content with the Markdown format. In fact, recent books released in the last couple of years, such as R for Data Science, Statistical Inference via Data Science, and the soon-to-be-released Engineering Production Grade Shiny Apps and Mastering Shiny, are all produced by the extension package called Bookdown. Many resources are available for Bookdown, such as the Bookdown site that lists the aforementioned examples and the Bookdown book. The workflow to compile both the web and PDF versions of a book typically involves knitting the source markdown files twice and perhaps even maintaining separate chunks of custom styling for the web and static PDF sources. Mael Salmon, fellow curator of R Weekly, investigated alternative pipelines for the double publishing and styling in her latest blog post. In the first alternative, she draws on the powerful Hugo static site generator and a Node.js package called Paged.js to facilitate creating a web version and printed PDF version using the same source files. She also looks at an investigation of the new BS4 book format in the development version of Bookdown as another method of having this single source method of publication. These methods are still admittedly in development according to her, but that gives you a good line of sight into some of the nice tricks and creativity you can muster utilizing some of the newest tools we have available not just in the R ecosystem, but elsewhere in the web development space and automation space. Certainly, if you're interested or you're about to be publishing a book with our markdown, definitely have a look at Miles' post for some new ideas on how you can make your publishing workflow maybe even easier. If you created very long R functions or even nesting R functions within each other, you know sometimes the headaches that can be caused by missing a single bracket or a single parentheses or maybe doubling them up when you least expect it. In the default views of typical editors, you won't see anything really that distinguishes one set of parentheses or brackets from another set. Well, that's about to change in the upcoming release of the RStudio IDE version 1.4. In the RStudio blog, they highlight the new feature coming called Rainbow Parentheses. On top of having a catchy name, this is one of the most sought features that have been requested to the RStudio team in trying to figure out which actual bracket corresponds to which other bracket, whether opening or closing. This feature is not enabled by default, but through a simple tweak in the preferences, you can have multiple colors spanning the typical colors of a rainbow distinguish the different set of parentheses or brackets as you nest functions within each other. As someone personally with a lot of experience creating shiny applications that often have a lot of brackets and parentheses, 
I am extremely excited about this feature, and I'd imagine many of you are out, out there listening will be excited to use this as well. I cannot tell you how many times I've forgotten to put an opening and close parentheses and trying to figure out where the problem resides, especially when errors can be quite cryptic. So you can find full details on downloading the preview release of our studio in the aforementioned blog post, which of course will be included in this episode's show notes. Our last highlight for today is another example of how R is a first-class tool in the realm of bioinformatics and analysis of high-dimensional biomarker and genetic data sets. Brenda Pardo is an undergraduate student for genomic sciences in Mexico who recently began an internship at the Lieber Institute for Brain Development and wrote an excellent blog post about her journey to update an important bioconductor package for the analysis and visualization of spatial transcriptomics data collected from tissue samples in selected regions of the brain. The domain of spatial transcriptomics allows for mapping the exact location of the transcriptome collected from a tissue sample, and Brenda has extended the spatial LIBD package to work with a new class of objects called VISM experiment for capturing the additional metadata related to these locations, among other factors. If you are new to the world of bioinformatics, and in particular the mechanics of bioconductor packages, the specific classes, often based in the S4 paradigm, contain immense amounts of metadata generated from these biomarker samples and taken from the particular files produced by these very technically advanced machines, quantifying all the data inside these samples. The blog post contains straightforward definitions of the new functions that have been created in this updated release alongside code and example plots via ggplot2 for visualizing the strength of expression in these brain regions. It is truly a fascinating way to see how far we have come in the quantification of not only specific numeric summaries of these uh, biomarker samples, but also where they relate to in the human body, or in this case, the brain. The newly updated package is now part of Bioconductor 3.112, which was released very recently. You are invited to check it out and see if that works for you. That will do it for this episode of the R Weekly Highlights podcast. And as usual, you're going to find a lot of great resources in this issue, too many of which we could talk about in this short podcast. But as usual, you will find all the links to the direct issue and supplement links in this episode's show notes. Have a great week, and we will be back with another batch of R Weekly Highlights, hopefully on time this time next week.